This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Talking some Knicks with you. We'll turn our attention to some football. Uh, Saquon Barkley had some things to say, but Gordon, before we do, and take some phone calls as well, did you see that the Sixers lost again tonight? I did not see that. I saw that they were losing earlier, but uh, I did not uh, see how that turned out. Kyrie had 23. And uh, the Sixers lose. They have now lost uh, six of ten, including two in a row. And they are now a game and a half behind the Knicks and dropping. Well, look, if if that was all it was, it wouldn't be so bad. But the fact now that uh, Joel Embiid is going to have surgery on his knee and is going to miss, you'd have to think, a significant period of time. Yep. It feels like things are spiraling there pretty quickly. They are. They are. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you are next on 98.7. Good afternoon. Good evening, Larry GD. Shout out to the company. And I I just wanted to, you know, catch up with you guys on, you know, what was happening over the weekend, especially with the Knicks. And I wasn't too, you know, bummed out about the loss. I would have loved to have gotten, you know, the winning streak up to 10. But, hey, not every NBA game is, you know, going to be obtainable. And sometimes you're going to have situations like that where, you know, you do run out of gas at the fourth quarter and, you know, the other team does kind of step it up. So it it happens in the day-to-day NBA, you know, standpoint. But um, I do kind of find this, you know, you know, because this conversation was just supposed to be for fun, right? The whole LeBron to New York thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it is hilarious to see so many people call in and say, I don't want him. He had his chance. All of this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, this is the market that constantly talks about, you know, Donovan Mitchell. And this is the market that constantly talks about who superstars we would have had. And when I hear, you know, all the criticisms that we have for, like, the Julius Randle, I'm like, you you guys do know that he would be the player that we would most likely have to ship out for LeBron James. But, you know, I guess that never registered into people's minds. But, hey, I guess that's a good thing because that could actually show that we actually do appreciate Julius Randle, doesn't it? Because, you know, we actually do like him to have him around for 75, you know, plus games and high-intensity moments and et cetera, et cetera, and not make excuses like low management as to why you need to take a day off here here and there. So sometimes it does show you you do have to appreciate what you have. And can we please get um, OG Ananobi back soon because, you know, the 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 whole thing of Michael K kind of what he said earlier kind of scared me when he said that he's not a player that plays every game and I'm just looking at the season stats and I'm just like yeah it's kind of looking like that 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 could be the case so we're gonna need we're gonna need a little bit more it it, it, it does show that Leon does have a little bit more work to do you know from the nuance standpoint of depth and everything so just wanted to hear your thoughts and have a great one guys. All right, Jose, thanks for checking in. Look, um, nobody nobody is – I said this yesterday, Gordon. There's no perfect player in any sport, none. And the issue that we have with Julius Randle, I'll say, generally speaking, is his ball handling ability, <laughs> dribbling into double teams and doing stuff. And the other thing, Gordon, is we don't criticize him that much. We, we – 
We're very tolerant of him during the regular season. It's the postseason that we really have an issue with him about. And the first postseason, we haven't let him forget about it. He was not good. Last year was kind of incomplete because he was coming off an ankle injury that was a very serious injury to the point that, I mean, they started, Gordon, Obi Toppin started in one of the playoff games against mm-hmm. Miami. So you know that that was a very serious ankle injury for him to perform in. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. We do like Julius. We respect Julius Randle. And the thing is, he's probably playing consistently the way he is within a team concept, probably his best ball since he's oh, been with the Knicks. Absolutely. And I don't think I, it's I don't close. Think it's a question. Yeah. I don't even think it's a question. Um, well, look, I, I think that some of the stuff that gets the fans riled up about Randall is just, it's a, a lot of times it's just silly. Sometimes it's his attitude, the, the, the lack of defense. It's just little things here and there, but it's part of the package. The main, I think, issue that most fans have is that he goes from, this one type of player, a top player in the NBA in the regular season and then in the postseason, at least so far, he's been a nightmare. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. one of the least efficient players that you can possibly have. He has not responded well to the pressure of those moments at all. And as good as this Knicks season is and has been so far, and it's great for everybody, you know, like all the praise that we're giving Leon and Tibbs and this one and that one and OG and all the players – it's only bad for one guy. It's bad for, for Julius Randle because if he comes back, Larry, mm-hmm. and they don't keep firing at that clip, mm-hmm. you know who's going to get the blame. And more importantly, if they go into the playoffs this year, this is a make or break. He, he cannot come back here from another bad postseason run. No. The excuses right. are removed. You're right. You're right. He's got he's gotta he's gotta be close to what he's been in the Absolutely. regular season. It's got to be close. And there's a lot of pressure on him. No question. Because, because guess what? What you saw Saturday night, you will see a lot of in the, in the mm-hmm. postseason in mm-hmm. some shape or form. Absolutely. They're going to try to take it out of his hands. And rightfully so. It's just like, Gordon, it's like what you were saying about Aaron Judge. Why would you pitch to him why, with nobody why, else in the why line? Why would you pitch to the guy? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Jake Bowers is hitting a cleanup uh, behind uh, or hitting third or uh, Willie Calhoun is coming up yeah. next. Why, why would you pitch to, to Aaron judge here? I'm not sure. <laughs> they did. They did. And uh, it cost them in a lot it, of situations. Generally it would. Yeah. It did, not a good decision. No, it was not a good decision, but uh, you know, it, was, it was good for you. And that's all that counts. That's all that counts. It's all that matters. I need some good things for me. There's no question about it. We'll continue the conversation. We'll turn our attention to a little uh, Saquon Barkley next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, listen up. Come out to see the Michael K. Show live this Friday, 3 p.m. from Platt Deutsch Park in Franklin Square, Long Island for a special countdown to kickoff broadcast to get you ready for the big game with live music from one of the Tri-State's best cover bands, The Mystic. We're bringing the big game experience to you at Platt Deutsch Park, brought to you by Y-Snacks, Security Dodge, Resorts World Catskills, Chili Willie and Cool Carl's Ice, and Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, and the new Tullamore Dew Honey. Mm. That's Gordon Damer. I'm Larry Hardesty. We call it ESPN New York tonight, 1-800-919-3776. Before we talk Giants, let's talk to Buddha in the Bronx. He's got 
He's got Joel Embiid on his mind. Hey, Boulder, what's up? What's going on? How y'all doing? What's going on? Yeah, you know what's going on. Yeah, y'all got a bunch of funny guys. <laughs> I, I just asked you what's going on. Just an innocent question. Can't even ask the guy an innocent question without him reading something into it, Larry. I know, I know. It was just as innocent where Hulk was like, did you see what happened with the Sixers tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something, man. And, I, and look, I take all this stuff in stride. You know, you guys know me. Uh, yep. It was a great WWE. Uh, it was when the Monday Night Wars came on. And uh, Ken Shamrock told uh, Stone Cold, he said, you don't want to step into my world. <laughs> and Stone Cold says, son, I'll rock your world. <laughs> and that's what the Sixers did to Nick Nurse. <laughs> listen, you know, and Lonnie talking that ish last week and Jose talking that ish, like they were informing me about something about my team that I already don't know. Oh, what did you say to me? When, when, when you said, look, look at how they're doing. And what was my response to you? Get back to me in May. Remember that's that? Yes, yeah, what you always say. Yeah, so look, you know, I, I, I know what it is. Same way I knew what it was with Aaron Rodgers and the broke finger, and I tried to tell everybody here on the station, you know, be careful with that. You know, Buddha's negative. He's this, he's that. You know, now that it's my team that nobody else roots for here, you know, everybody's having a great time. And, uh, you know, look, it is what it is. Uh, you know, contingency plans are an MF. And uh, the Jets had no contingency plan at uh, backup quarterback or offensive line, for that matter. And you saw the results were, were, were fruit that tree bore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 76ers had no contingency plan for having two guys, you know, to carry a team, no bench. You know, woo-hoo-hoo, we got rid of uh, James Harden. Same way, woo-hoo-hoo, we got rid of Ben Simmons. But good old Tobias Harris was still there <laughs> to disappoint night after night, week after week, month after month. And, you know, I, my, my fandom or my excitement has now shifted to two things. Okay. Uh, first thing, obviously, is baseball. But mm-hmm. then again, what's the contingency plan for Anthony Rizzo? I mean, does he have CTE? He, he had a concussion for like three months. So I'm hoping that first base works out there. But besides that, I mean, I hate to say it, man. You know, as a sports fan or just as a fan of entertainment, period, you know, my excitement has shifted to uh, Godzilla and Kong versus Skull King and Shimu. I mean, are they going to win that match? I mean, like, look, what what do I have left? (laughs) It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's hurtful. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, you know, what, what can I say? Good old Aaron Rodgers is coming back for another year. Joe Douglas, Bob Wurzsaler. You know, step into my world and understand why I am the way I am. Because it sucks. Okay? Hang in there, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. Hang in there. Oh, before you know it, Jet season will be right back. Oh, gorgeous. It'll be right back, right back where you started. <laughs> Whether Aaron Rodgers, yeah, this, this year will be different. I'm well before we get to that, I think he should at least be a little he should at least feel a little better about what the Yankees are gonna be able to do this year, Gordon. I mean I would hope Soto so. right. You know, in they the got lineup, Soto. You know, you have well, Soto. 
I, look, I can understand his trepidation because the sure. Yankees offseason went the way of, of most people's New Year's resolutions, right? Mm. Started out really that, that first couple of days mm-hmm. at the gym early, eating yeah. the, the, the cauliflower rice, right? Yeah. Staying away from the, the alcohol. That's and then, it. you know, a couple of weeks down the road. Life you're, happens. You're, right. You're, you're, you're getting uh, Marcus Stroman and watching Netflix at one in the morning eating pizza in bed. Uh-huh. You know, so it's... Um, it's uh, it was not the sh- it was a nice start to the postseason where, or the offseason where you really felt like oh they're gonna they're really gonna handle all family business here they're going all out mm-hmm. but then Yamamoto went west and the Yankees never had a plan B. Forgive me if I see your pain <laughs> and raise you one. <laughs> right, right. The last I mean, thing you need to hear is I about mean, my complaints. Yeah, I've got Buddha. Welcome to my world mm. with the Mets. I'm looking at a pitcher that you didn't want, who we signed and gave him even more money than he was making. I'm looking at uh, Mark Vientos as my DH. Mm-hmm. What did he hit last year, 211? Yeah, you got to make sure you have those at-bats available. Well, look, yeah. I, I mean, the Sixers are, oh, tr- you know, say what you want. The Sixers are trying to win. They're the in the Yankees playoffs right now. The season ended to today. Win. They were in the playoffs. Yeah, the the Yankees are trying to win. The Mets. I don't know what they're trying to do. What are See they in twenty twenty five. Then, then then you know, I don't get it, Gordon. I'm I'm just. I guess I should have believed Max Scherzer. He told the truth. He knew. that's why he said I. I had to sit down and talk to them about what they're doing next year. He's right. He's right. He nailed it. He nailed it. You know, and of course. It doesn't mean they can't make the postseason, Gordon. It doesn't, but how are they going to make them in that division? Atlanta, it, all Atlanta does is get better year after year after year after year. Okay? If the Mets were to make the postseason this year by beating out the Braves, that oh, would be that would that would go past the miracle Mets no, as no, the no, most they, miraculous thing that has ever happened in the Mets history. No, they're not going to make it by beating out the Braves. No. If they make it, it's going to be, you know, one of the the very last wild card. Yes. That's Steve available. Cohen is trying to pay somebody to add a, a, like a ninth wild card. Can we have nine wild cards in each? You know, because that's the only way they're going to get to the postseason. Right. Rob Manford saying nine wild I like the sound of nine. It's a nice number. Mm-hmm. Let's sure. do it. You know him. Let's do it. Let's do Let's our Let's do nine. it. Why not? Let's hang in there. You know, I mean, God. Listen. A lot of respect for Luis Severino Gordon, and, and I'm hoping that he figured out what he was tipping. But, I, you know, that's my number two starter? Number three starter? Yeah. It's, like, Come on. It's and, and, my, and as Joe as Joe had fun pointing out on our rundown tonight, Gordon, mm-hmm. the bridge to the trumpets yeah. is off-key. They might ask the Timmy tr- Trumpet to put the trumpet down and, and yeah. get a couple of batters out. They may have to. I mean, I mean, I can see him. I can, there's a. I'll say this: there could be a lot of six, seven out saves in Edwin Diaz's future this season. I think so. Well, that would that would require you to have <laughs> a lead. I know. That's in what the, I'm saying in the seventh inning. You know, and and well, come on, uh-uh, Gordon. Starling Marte's back, baby. He, he's, he's Starling Marte. Great. He's in the best oh. best shape of his life. He's he's refreshed. He's doing. He's got more flexibility, like mm-hmm. uh, Giancarlo has. Mm-hmm. He's been doing the yoga. It's great. The flexibility is off the charts. Yep. 
See, I'd rather, I'd rather, Gordon, I'd rather you tell me he's going to be the DH. Because I think he would give me, he's got more power. Mm-hmm. He would give me more of an opportunity to be successful in the lineup than Mark Vientos. If you're going to tell me that Vientos is, well, let me see him at third. Let me see him in the infield. Why would you take your young player and make him a DH? When you got Starling Marte here, who you don't know how much he's going to be available, that should be my DH. And occasionally, okay, we put him in the outfield every once in a while if we want to, but right now he's going to be the DH. Was that bad thinking? Am am I dumb? He seems like a perfect DH. Yeah, well, I mean, at some point, I, I know he might be in the best shape of his life and he's tearing it up in the Winter League, but you and I both know that at some point, given the history, he's going to be out. Absolutely. And then you could move right. Vientos in there or somebody <laughs> right. else. Yeah. But Give it you know. give it a couple of weeks. Don't yeah. worry. You, you'll, you'll have your you opportunity. Know. I mean, oh, it's just... I, <sighs> Conversation continues here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It wasn't really much. We went through this whole process last year, so he kind of asked me where my head's at. I just told him truthfully, and, you know, the, the best that I can, honest. And he said, keep it like that, and I'll reach out to my representation. And so I think he said to you guys that he'll meet you know, with my guys at the combine and go from there. Saquon Barkley on meeting with Giants GM Joe Shane, courtesy of the big Blue Podcast. Augustine Damer here on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, what do you think? Franchise again for Saquon? Done? I, I think at the end of the day, look, or part of this him? comes from my point of view of I think it's just time for a, a clean slate. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, this is the time to do it. I can't imagine you're going to sign him to a long-term contract now when you didn't do it last offseason he, he was all the things that you kind of expected this past season. Mm-hmm. He was really good when he played, but he was hurt a lot. Yeah. And it really didn't impact winning and losing because that's not a position that generally impacts winning and losing. And if the Giants are kind of going into next season with cleaning the slate and, and cleaning the slate while also the pressure to produce, I think that whatever money you would use to sign Saquon to whatever – I think it could be used in better ways. So I think it's better for him to go and and get an opportunity someplace else if there is that long-term contract or at least a longer-term contract than a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that it's best for everybody that the, the two sides go their separate ways and figure things out without each other. Do the Giants say, Gordon, that we've got Daniel Jones coming back and he was so – Barkley was so helpful and such an impact when Jones was here that, you know, we need him to be successful while we figure out what we're going to do with Daniel Jones. Cause I'm hearing more and more people are thinking that the giants, you know, I don't know what kind of quarterback they might be taking, but they seem to be most, some people are thinking that they might look quarterback in this draft. Well, if you're not going quarterback in year three, with the amount of problems they had this like they can't I don't think Brian Dable can survive another year that looked anything like last year Mm -hmm. and if we're talking about one of the reasons why you're not going to sign Saquon to a long-term contract is because you can't trust his health how you already signed Daniel Jones to a long-term contract how can you go into next season trusting his health yeah yeah it's a tough situation there's no question about it Saquon was also on first take and he talked about the Giants quarterback situation 
I'll say it like I've always said. I'm a big Daniel Jones fan. I'm a supporter. I'm a believer. I get to see the different side of it, though. I get to see how he comes to work every single day. It's unfortunate what happened last season with the injuries. And then, obviously, the one I put him out for the year, the ACL. Knowing him, I know he can come back stronger, better than ever. And people fail to realize the year before, we made it to the divisional playoffs. And we lost to the team that went to the Super Bowl from the NFC to the Eagles. We were right there, in my opinion. I think we're a couple pieces away. But... My concern is not Daniel Jones. We, we had a lot of bad things going this season with injuries, losing a lot of those games. But all my faith and confidence is in Daniel Jones. Do I think it's fair to say that DJ or Daniel Jones is not the quarterback for the New York Giants? It's not. He got paid for a reason. And whether I'm there or not, I know that he's going to bounce back and, and do what he got to do. I like uh, Gordon, what he had to say, whether I'm there or not. Did he say that we were right there? He did say they were right there. Right where? Right near the top, my friend. <laughs> What's he talking about? I, I guess you just have to say what you have to say, but mm-hmm. narrator voice, they were not right there. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They were not. I mean, just they think about all they got to figure out on offense. All of a sudden, you're, you're, you're back at the same spot again. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. No and question about I, it. It seems like they have a lot. They have a lot of draft. I think they're fifth in terms of overall draft ammunition, mm-hmm. based on the on the draft chart. They yeah. have some some cap space to go out and make some moves, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of you don't want to say bottom line time, but it's kind of bottom line time for Brian Dable. They cannot have yeah. another year that looks like that, and and I think the best thing that will get him some time is to say, well, look. We just drafted a young quarterback. If you're mm-hmm. drafting a young quarterback this year, you certainly don't want to fire the coach that drafted him right. the next year. Or the GM. But it might be the type of thing within the Giants organization, if there's not a clear-cut guy sitting there, mm-hmm. maybe they realize already, well, we're not going to draft a quarterback this year because right. the coach that we have right now might not be here. So we don't yeah. want to. Let's 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 shore up the other aspects of the team and let's build the other team out. Let's try and fix the offensive line again. Mm-hmm. Let's let's at six. Let's get a game changing wide receiver. It's not going to be Marvin Harrison Jr., but it seems like there's a ton of really good guys. Let's take one of those guys at six. We'll see if we can we can do some other things, a little cheaper options at running back. Mm-hmm. We got more than enough picks to do these type of things. That's Fix for sure. the secondary, a little bit on defense too. Yep. Trade down and get some picks. Trade down if you're not going to take a quarterback, which I would think you might consider. Because once again, like I always say, you hope not to be in this situation again. So while you're here. Well, yeah, Giants are fourth in terms of overall value of their picks. 6, 39, 47, and 70. So they got four picks in the top 100. They also have pick 107. So out of all the teams, they are sitting at fourth behind only Arizona, Washington, and Chicago. Yeah, they're in good shape. Uh, We'll get back to Saquon Barkley, but I just have to point this out, Gordon. Um, There's going to be partying at K-State. Let me just say to everybody who's listening on the app, students will not be in class tomorrow because they just upset number four, Kansas. Oh, wow. That's huge. Gordon, the thing that I, that jumped out at me, not 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 the score, but how quickly the staff uh, at K State did a great job by having a a human chain to keep the fans from coming on the floor, because you could see right. they were they were ready. They were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we're gonna celebrate! Let's go! Let's hit it!" 
but uh, that was not done. So they did a great job there. So that's one to give them some props on uh, how they handled that situation there, because that's a huge win. I mean, you know, that's a rival, mm-hmm. it's rivalry week. Yeah. You know, and, and for you to upset them, number four, you're not ranked. Woo! No class. They should just close the school tomorrow because nobody's going to be in class. <laughs> what was All the last time they beat Kansas? Days. I don't know. Do we know? I don't know. I'm sure. This, I'm sure it'll be up. There. I'm sure the stat will be up there shortly. I'm sure it will be. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Kevin is in Carmel. Kevin, you are next on ninety eight seven. Hey, how's it going? I'm wondering. Say you're say you're Shane and Dable, right? You got you got two scenarios. Either scenario one, you grab the best available, whether it's a tackle, wide receiver, whatever. Um, and whether you win, say you say you win five games or eight games, you know you'll probably be on the hot seat. Um, and then say they get rid of you, you might not get another opportunity. And then scenario two, it's like, listen, we don't love this, or we. We can meet this guy's a work in progress. Let's trade up, or if they don't have to trade up, let's take the third or fourth best quarterback on our board, and it'll buy us another three years. Do you think they're thinking about that? Uh, they might be, Kevin. Thanks for the phone call. They could be. I mean, it, it's an interesting discussion, but I think, as Gordon mentioned, if you've got a quote offensive minded head coach who's had success with. Uh, a very talented quarterback in Josh Allen. Uh, and you hope, once again, not to be in this position again. I'm just saying, Gordon, you, you have to consider taking uh, maybe taking the quarterback. And especially since I'm hearing they're going to move, they're considering moving Evan Neal from tackle to guard and going right. out getting and drafting a guard or signing one as a free agent, mm-hmm. signing a tackle. Uh, you know, maybe they maybe they make a move that make a move handling it that way. Well, look, and there, there's going to be more. Like it seems like, and there's a long time before the draft takes place, but it seems pretty locked in that the quarterbacks, especially the top two, and then Jaden Daniels might be that third guy. Um, so those guys are going to be gone by the time the Giants pick. But there'll be other quarterbacks that will almost certainly go in the first round. It seems like J.J. McCarthy, who does not jump out to me no. as being a, a, um, a first-round quarterback pick, but it seems like mm-hmm. he's going to go in the first round. Um, you got uh, Penix, uh, Buddha's guy, who seems like he's going to go in the first round. Bo mm-hmm. Nix is another guy who might very well go in the first round. It's a little early to say. So there will be other quarterbacks available. Maybe one of those guys drops in the second round. That's where the Giants pick their quarterback. But, yeah, if you're Dable and you're Shane, especially Dable, because it seems mm-hmm. like Dable's really on the more on the hot seat because he's the face of it and, and everything that's been going on with the coaching staff and stuff like that kind of puts him more in, in, the, in the crosshairs. Mm-hmm. If you don't pick a quarterback this year, then, then what you're saying is that Daniel Jones is your guy. Yep. The one, the one, maybe the only time you get to be a head coach, this is the guy you're going to sink or swim with. Bet on DJ. It doesn't seem like he wanted to bet on DJ when he had DJ. I know. <laughs> I don't think he did. I really don't. Gordon, uh, the last K-State win over Kansas was last year, also in overtime, oh, okay. 83-82. Prior to that, they had lost seven consecutive to Kansas. All right. Prior to the win last year. So now, after losing seven in a row, they were due. They won last year, and they went again tonight. Back to back and belly to belly, as John That's Sterling it. would say. Absolutely. I oh, see so you getting in that baseball flow. There you go. Get mm-hmm. ready. Get ready. Guys reporting. I saw Mark Vientos down at spring training already. Oh, there you go. 
It's right around the corner, right? It's usually around Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's right. You start reporting and then games before you know it. Games. Pitchers and catchers. Next thing you know, they'll be playing up here, Gordon, one hand behind one hand in their pocket and one hand in the glove. Freezing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> oh, it'll be a nightmare. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Betting who's the GM? Do we know who the DH is? Name the DH. Oh, it's you will need one of those programs. Oh, it's going to be fun. Now, Gordon, maybe I'll be surprised. Well, I will say that when you go into seasons with lowered expectations, those are sometimes the the more enjoyable seasons because you mm-hmm. don't go in expecting to win every game, and any any success is a nice surprise. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't think that you would have to be back in that spot when you got Steve Cohen as your owner, but no, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. No, that it's closed. But David Stearns, he's a, he's a genius. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. Look at all those those pennants and, and championships they have in Milwaukee, Larry. I know. Got it covered. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Rod's in Bethlehem. Rod, you're next on 98.7. Oh, man, you just depressed me with that match. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Uh, we're in the same division as the Braves. Nerd Stearns. Uh, and Philly. All right, guys. Guys, I, I think I identified the superstar that's going to become available at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. It, and I'm not saying I'm smelling smoke. I'm smelling sage. Did you guys happen to catch Coach Jason Kidd's comments on Luka Doncic last week on a radio pop? No, I didn't I see it. What do you think I did now? Okay. All right. Now, he's uh, – on the radio, he got on the radio spot. He was on the radio, and he was talking, you know, it was a major Luca puff piece. He was sitting there saying that he's already better than Dirk. He, by the time it's all said and done, he's going to win multiple championships. Oh, about the being he's the same be level as than... Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I, I found it odd, but it's Jason Kidd, so you got to kind of go with it. But mm-hmm. if he believes that, and Mark Cuban's still running things there, so I believe that he believes that also. Mm-hmm. Um, if he believes that also, why did he cash out? Because if he's all of those things, right, Mark Cuban's a smart businessman, mm-hmm. okay? Why would he cash out before Luka Doncic wins all these championships, becomes the greatest of all time, because brand value, he's a smart businessman, the mass brand value will go higher. On top of that, Kyrie's been real quiet. Kyrie's been real quiet. You know, the longer, the longer that Kyrie's quiet, the bigger the implosion. I smell sage, guys, and I'm telling you right now, okay, if the fact that Jalen Brunson is getting this spotlight attention on him and Luca has played with him and watched him and seen how hard he works, mm-hmm. and now he's looking at Kyrie, okay, mm-hmm. and he's seeing – that if he goes to – and keep this in mind, this is a loose, flowing thing because right. the Lakers can come in and scoop him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm saying right now, 
there is smoke down there, okay? Mm-hmm. And all we need is for Kyrie to do what Kyrie does best. And it's coming, guys. It's Kyrie's quietness as an expiration. You guys know that. And when it does happen, I don't want LeBron on the team where it holds us up. I just want us to be ready for that guy, the 27-year-old. That Jason Kidd kept saying 27 over and over and over again in that interview. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, there's something going on down there, and it's Kyrie-centric. And Kyrie will be the guy who lights the fuse. All right, Rod. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, now, Gordon is is more I'm team Luca. Luca than I am. Oh, I'm Team Luca. I mean, I know Gordon will will take Luca right now. Mm-hmm. No question. Any, right now, the I'll give you Fournier, be- Larry. I'll give you those sure you those, those, those picks. You want the picks? I'll give you those picks. Mm-hmm. Give him Randall. I'll, I'll throw in. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll throw in Randall. I'll throw in mm-hmm. McBride. I'll throw in. I'll throw in just about anything. Okay. All right. Um. Is Luca a Tibbs guy? I don't think so. <laughs> I would not. I don't know their relationship or what. Um, but well, look, I'll say this: Tibbs is a Randall guy, and Randall's yes. defense at times is lacking. Yes, and he he can he can find a way to look another way there. So if that's the case, I think that yes. he could look the other way when it comes to a talent like Luca. Luca would be interesting. I would say that to you. Luca would be interesting. Um, and and that's see that's what you that's where you make a move in the off season. That's that's the type of move that you're talking about. That you try to get better. If you can find a way, I just. Would Dallas do that after already seeing Brunson go? If if you're a Mavericks fan, what oh. are you thinking if you see Luca walk out that door? Wow. Uh you you'd be sick, right? <laughs> you but, would be. Um that's what ends up happening. Yeah. That's what ends up happening. And um, you know, Luca who will be twenty five next year. Mm. That is mm. and what you've seen from him already. Yeah. I think when for me when you take everything into account, age, mm-hmm. yeah. still a lot of lot of yeah. time left. Uh, he is he's about as good as it gets. Yeah, um, he's ball dominant though. He, he is. Oh God, he is so ball dominant. Yeah, he is. But he's and, a talented. Uh, he's been he's a, a talented guy. And look, he's, he's had some problem. Guy. He's had some problems with fans and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say too much, but I will just use the two words, Larry, facial recognition. So yes. that he will not have to worry about that anymore. No, he will not. He will not. No, he will not. No, and 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 he will be even, he will talk to the officials even more than Tibbs. <laughs> and I will say this: I don't think that Luca. If you if, you, if we had to put money down, I don't think Luca yes. is going to leave Dallas. At I don't think Dallas so is crazy to get rid of him. Right. But if you were ever going to team him with somebody, that he would say, "Hey, mm-hmm. get me the hell out of here." Yes, it would be Jalen Brunson. No, it would be Kyrie. It's saying oh, yeah. he wants to get. I got to get out of here. Yeah. And he would say, and I would yes. love to come and play yeah. along with Jalen Brunson. I know that Jalen Brunson guy. I, I can work with him. Yeah. Love that guy. Who doesn't love, love that guy? He's I born to play him. basketball, Larry. Absolutely. Mike Green's so good. It's a great line, by the, the way. Inter- the internet let me down. There's no t- I haven't found a single T-shirt with that, that line on it yet, Larry. Uh, they're, they're waiting. Stunning. Yeah, I know. They're waiting. And I, I looked. 
I know you did. You were searching. I TikTok, was searching high and everywhere. low. Usually you don't even have to search. They just pop up on your feed. For you. The, that, that for you page on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you check your door? Did Bezos drop one off? I, d- he might have. There's, there's deliveries every hour of the day and night, Larry. I went by one of the nights last week, and I was going up to bed. There was just stuff sitting on the front stoop. Wow. I'm like, when did they deliver this? Was it Santa Claus? What, what's going Moments on? Moments ago. All right, my friend. I'll see you tomorrow night following Knicks. Sounds good, Larry. Joe Julian, thank you very much. Conversation continues right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.